from the newsroom of South Coast Today. This is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Welcome back to the Courtside with Kurt podcast. I'm Standard Times digital editor Brennan Curie, alongside longtime Courts and Cops reporter Kurt Brown. Back to back Courtside with Kurt podcasts. We're having too much fun here. How about that? Yeah, so today we're going to talk uh, a case we've talked a little bit in the past before about Michelle yeah. Carter, and uh, obviously that was a big case in this area, and now it has reached the state's highest court. It has. Uh, there was um, The defense has filed an appeal of her involuntary manslaughter conviction, and uh, manslaughter appeals normally go to the state appeals court. Um, the defense requested... Uh, what they called uh, what they call direct appellate review, and what that means is that they're asking the uh, state supreme judicial court, the highest state in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, to reach down and to take the case um, and hear the case from the appeals court, uh, and that is what they decided to do. So they're saying that this case is so big that it it deals with constitutional issues at the state level. That is that is correct, and potentially national issues. Potentially, yeah, because it's a very interesting thing because it's it's basically a freedom of speech case. That is how the defense can. The defense is claiming it's a freedom of speech case that uh, you know the freedom of speech. So she uh, Michelle Carter back up a little bit. She's now twenty one. Mm-hmm. When she was seventeen, uh, she well. Actually, when I think she was 18, she was convicted of encouraging her uh, boyfriend, Conrad Roy III uh, of Mattapoiset, mm-hmm. uh, to commit suicide, mm-hmm. uh, which she did on July 13th, 2014 in Fairhaven. Right. And uh, so there was, there was a lengthy trial. I'm sure we all remember a lot of the details of him yes. getting out of the truck, her texting him to get back into the truck, uh, right. you know, and even in the lead up to that, you know, her asking him when he was going to do it, it's kind of some atrocious Texting. I mean, I think even the defense would would say it was probably morally questionable, but they're probably more worried about whether it's legally that is defensible. Correct. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. So, so now the state supreme court will take on this case and determine if suggesting suicide is is illegal. Yeah. Yeah. If you can be convicted of of suggesting someone to to commit suicide, and now you felt like this was appropriate for the state supreme uh, judicial court to take on, didn't you? Oh, I did. I I think it's uh, it's in the appropriate place. Uh, the defense had content uh, had said all along that uh, if we uh, it makes more sense for the SJC to hear the case because if they lost at the uh, before the state appeals court, they were going to appeals to the SJC anyway. So why waste the time at the appeals level if Absolutely. it's going to end up at the SJC level anyway? That is correct. And that's really where this case belongs. Before the highest court in the state, it is of that importance. So the, chiefs, uh, so the justices of the uh, state Supreme Judicial Court should weigh in on this. Now, it's interesting. Uh, before I worked here at the Standard Times, I worked for a paper out in Minnesota, uh, a paper called the Faribault Daily News. And uh, in the city of Faribault, we actually covered a very, not exactly similar, but it dealt with the same overarching topics of freedom of speech and uh, s- suggestion of suicide over uh, Internet communications, not in person. 
And uh, so that case, uh, I'll just kind of recap it a little bit because it was kind of interesting. I think it could uh, have some application here. Um, So it was a man named William Melkert Dinkle. He was a nurse, and uh, he apparently had this little fascination with going online into chat rooms um, of suicidal people and and suggesting they commit suicide and they'd be better off uh, if they if they kill themselves. And in a couple instances, really got into granular detail with people about how they should do it, when they should do it. One woman wanted to jump into a river, and he was saying, "No, you should hang yourself instead." Just you know, atrocious stuff. Uh, you know, hard to read stuff. Uh, so he was originally convicted uh, at the county level. It was Rice County Courts, uh, District Court there, uh, in 2011. Uh, and he was uh, sentenced to, I believe it was two and a half years uh, in prison. And that, course was, that case was appealed up to the Minnesota Supreme Court. And they actually ruled the law that he was found guilty under unconstitutional. So the law that he was found guilty under was that he had intentionally advised, encouraged, and assisted in a suicide. And so the state Supreme Court of Minnesota ruled that the words encouraging and advising uh, well, that a law banning someone from encouraging or advising a suicide is unconstitutional because it encompasses speech protected under the First Amendment. But they ruled that the, they upheld the part of the law that makes it a crime to assist in someone's suicide and then ruled that speech could be considered assisting. Uh, so they remanded the case. It was uh, tried again, and he was convicted again, uh, and it was ruled that his uh, words... Uh, sent just over the internet, you know, these, these were uh, internet messages, private messages and, and chat rooms and stuff, uh, did qualify as assisting suicide. And uh, he, uh, I believe he ended up getting 10 years of probation. At that point, he'd served out, I forget exactly how much time he got, but he'd already, it was time served and then 10 years of probation at that point. So, but that was kind of a, a similar case. It was, and uh, the Minnesota State Supreme Court ruled that assisting suicide uh, can be illegal and that speech counts as assisting suicide. So obviously the Massachusetts uh, Supreme Judicial Court can decide their own, obviously will make their own decision, but uh, you know, there's some precedent that I went through as a reporter mm-hmm. um, about uh, seven years ago. Thanks for offering that. That's, uh, that's important information. Um, it seems that uh, when both sides begin filing their briefs um, in the next couple of months, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, that case was cited. Yeah, I can, can't imagine there's that many um, electronic-assisted, uh, speech-only-assisted uh, suicide cases. There, there is a distinction here, and um, I don't know the case. Uh, the first I heard of it was uh, today from you. But in Mass, uh, Massachusetts does not have an assisted suicide law. So, uh, okay, so Minnesota did. It was that law that was deemed partially unconstitutional. Right. And so Michelle that's a Carter difference off has the bat. been convicted under the uh, uh, state's homicide statute. Okay, so that would make a, a big difference there. Um, but, but, you know, the, still, the, it still comes down to the first, you know, there's still the First Amendment issue at the correct. core of it all. Right. Now, the, the high court has checked in on this case once before, before it went to trial, and determined that um, there was probable cause to sustain it. Now, how that will figure in when it uh, looks at the entire case, I, I, I do not know that. 
And now we also have a South Coast connection well, to the we, Super before, Okay, before, before we get to that, yeah, I'm jumping ahead here. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Um, so right now there is no date uh, for the SJC to hear this case, but all indications are that um, briefs will be filed by uh, – all the briefs will be completed by sometime in June, maybe into July – and the case will be heard by the SJC sometime, operative word is sometime, in the fall, and it'll be decided, again, the operative word is sometime in the winter. Now, um, if the defense team for Michelle Carter loses, they have given every indication that uh, they intend to pursue this uh, in the federal court system. I spoke to the district attorney's office today, and um, <clears throat> this is a high-stakes case for them because uh, if the uh, judge's ruling is overturned by the SJC, they have no recourse. So the defense can appeal to the federal Supreme Court, but the prosecution cannot appeal. That is correct. Um, so the defense has an all-star team. Um, in addition to uh, Joseph Cataldo and Corey Madera, who are staying with the case, um, they've added uh, William Fick, F-I-C-K, who represented Sanaya in the Boston Marathon case, and retired federal judge Nancy uh, Gertner. Um, and it, now, keep in mind that this is a case that lawyers love to get in the sense that um, it involves such great principles of free speech that this is really a once-in-a-lifetime case. Uh, really get to the core of the law. That is correct. Yeah, lawyers love to try this. Now I think we can get on to... Uh, yeah, so our local connection to the uh, Supreme Judicial Court. Yes, we have a, a local connection, and... Uh, she is one of the seven justices who will hear the case, and that is um, Elsa uh, Cipher. We all know her as Ellie Cipher. Um, I've, I spoke to her. I've spoken to her through the years many, many times. Uh, she was a. Uh, she, she was in the appellate division of the Bristol County District Attorney's Office uh, from. Uh, Let's see here. From 88 to 2000 and uh, from uh, 1993 to 2000, she was the head of the appellate division uh, in the district attorney's office. She, Governor, former Governor Paul Salucci, appointing her, appointed her to the state appeals court in the year 2000, and Governor Baker appointed her uh, to the SJC uh, last year. Uh, she was sworn in on March 31st. So just about a year on the, and, sitting on the bench there. Uh, she was formerly with the DA's office, and she lives in Freetown. All right. Well, she'll be she'll be one of the judges here in this case. Uh, sounds yes, like will. in the fall, sometime in the fall, right? One of seven. All right. Well, thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Brendan. Uh, as always, you can listen to these podcasts on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on Omni. Uh, we embed them in almost all of Kurt's stories on SouthCoastToday.com. And you can always read Kurt's work in the print edition of the Standard Times. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Brenda, very much.